0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Spencer Lodge podcast in partnership with the awesome Najahi events. More about that fantastic company later. Today's subject is all about money. One of my favorite subjects. I like money. I like how it can work for us. But more importantly, I like how you can get money to create more money for you. Now, the majority of us trust banks and financial advisors with our money. But is this actually safe to do? Today, I'm joined by someone whose mission it is to shed light on what the financial industry doesn't want you to know about investing. After spending his childhood in a poor village in Slovenia, he worked hard and became a successful entrepreneur. And he did what most of us do. He trusted money to financial advisors, brokers and gurus. Then the unthinkable happened. He lost it all. After this, he dedicated his time to investigating the financial industry and he made some shocking discoveries. With that knowledge, he built a successful portfolio that works to put money in his pocket, not the financial industries. He is also an international best-selling author of The Million Dollar Decision and a renowned public speaker. He joins me today to share his knowledge and help you avoid the costly pitfalls that often come with investing. So let's get stuck in and welcome to the show, the incredible Robert Rowley. (laughs) So welcome to the show, Rob. It's nice to have you come and join us. And you know, I've seen you, I've seen you speak before, and I was at an event that I hosted with Najahi before that I know that you were speaking at, their, their previous virtual event, but it's nice to get a chance to talk to you myself rather than listen to you work your magic. So do me a favor, do everyone a favor, give us a one minute elevator pitch about who you are and why you're here.
1: Well, I, ch- I help people to avoid uh, the biggest mistakes in investing. And I think that the biggest mistake is trusting their
0: financial advisors.
1: So that's basically it.
0: that's an interesting thing because i come from a financial services background myself i own a wealth management company i'm uh, i'm definitely into alternative assets and arbitrage trading and crypto trading and stuff like that i've I've kind of like engrossed myself in it and maybe that's because I, i understand the language and so when it's spoken about it's something that resonates easier with me but i would say that the vast majority of people really don't either have a good money mindset or really understand money and how it works and how it can work for you at all. Is that what you found over the years? I was in the same
1: situation, you know, at the start of my career, I lost a lot of money, because I didn't have a clue how to manage it, how to invest it. And I just trusted my financial advisors and money managers. So basically, I uh, I made a lot of money in business. But then I lost most of it, because I didn't have a clue how to manage it. And, uh, I just outsourced that to other people who later I found out that basically they didn't have the same interests at heart
0: as me. The funny thing about it is, though, Robert, is that everybody wants the benefit of money. Everybody wants to have more money, an abundance of money. Everybody wants that. Not many people sit down and say, yeah, you know, enough is enough. You know, as long as I've got enough to cover the mortgage, I'm happy. Most people want more. And that leans into that human instinct of greed, doesn't it? But when it comes to more, it's almost like we condition people to think they should get rich slowly, but people want to get rich quick. And we've seen that with cryptocurrencies rising over the course of the last few years and retail investors getting into that space. So when you back in those days, when you didn't understand money and you trusted a financial advisor, were you completely naive and you just said, right, you know your subject. I don't. You get on with it. Is that how it happened?
1: Basically, I gave them my business profits. Uh, I knew that I should invest my money for pension, for my family, for children's education, and stuff like this, you know. Uh, but I didn't know how. I, and I uh, at that time, I was uh, totally financially illiterate. And um, if you gave me something to do about numbers, you know, I just said, oh, no, 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 that's not for me. (laughs) Just (laughs) stay away. Uh, So, yeah, I trusted these guys and I said, you just manage my money, you know, like you think it's the best, you know. And I thought that they they are doing that well. But after years and years of doing that, finally, when I checked what is going on with that money, it was already mostly gone. And how did that make you feel? Well, I was not 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 really happy. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, this this was really a depressing period um, uh, of my life. Um, I I totally lost my motivation to work in my business because you know you are working hard weekends uh, nights and so on, and then you know all the money that you that you earn it's just it's gone you know. So it was really a, a hit, and for a couple of years I I just couldn't uh, get myself to to really work in a motivated way again. And but, but I was really lucky, you know, I knew Brian Tracy Brian Tracy, one of the biggest names in the personal development field. And we organized a couple of events with him after I lost that money. Uh, we already had an agreement with him for uh, for the next event, a uh, live seminar with him. And uh, after that seminar, I asked him if we can go to dinner together because I had these problems and I, I, I couldn't find a way out. So he was the guy, uh, he was the person who gave me the, the key push. At this dinner, he said something that totally changed my life. Uh, Robert, it doesn't matter how much you earn all that matters is if you have the skills to manage your money and to invest it you know and at that moment i realized i don't have these skills i blindly trust my financial advisors you know and that was the turning point in my life because after that i started to do my own research i started to attend uh, investing events i started to uh, uh, read books i read more than 300 books uh, on this topic you now in the next years so it, it it was really a start of my journey into this financial world
0: so it's obviously you know you experience pain that's big enough, and then you take action because of it. Yeah. Huh? I suppose that that, yeah, that yeah. pain. I really hit. I really hit the bottom <laughs> at that moment, and I think that this is
1: this is uh, this was um, you know in hindsight uh, this was a good thing you know uh, that happened to me because uh, if this uh, didn't happen if I didn't lo- uh, lose lose that money uh, I would never get into this uh, field you know. I would never be where I am right now. So it
0: was a blessing in disguise. (laughs) When I was a young boy, uh, a young man, I was a salesperson in London selling office equipment. So I was trained to sell photocopier machines and stuff like that. And and I was earning good money, thought I was kind of semi-successful as a young person but I was never earning more money than I could spend. I always, at the end of the month, was just, uh, just scraping by at the end of the month. And I, I sat down with a guy called, believe it or not, an Irish guy who has the most Irish name possible. His name was Seamus Murphy. And he was an old guy in the office and he, he, was, he was always really wise. And I sat down and I said, Seamus, how do you earn really big money? Well, what is it you have to do to earn really big money? And he said to me, Spencer, the way that you earn really big money is to work and learn all about money. Make it your life's work to understand that, because when you understand it and you understand what really goes on, then you'll be able to take advantage of it. We, we, your findings
1: are similar? Yeah, uh, in my book, uh, The Million Dollar Decision, I also talk about my financial success formula, you know, where if you want to be successful in life, financially successful, uh, you need to uh, have two set of skills. Uh, The first set of skills is money-making skills. So first you need to learn how to make money, for example, in business. Uh, And then the second set of skills that you need uh, is financial skills. So you need to be financially literate, you need to um, be able to manage your money properly, and you need to be able to invest that money profitably. But you need both set of skills, because without the first set of skills, without money-making skills, you will never have enough money to invest. And without uh, money management and in, in, in investing skills, even if you make a lot of money, like, for example, uh, Mike Tyson, he made 500 million in his career, but then he lost it all. He went bankrupt be- because he didn't have the money making and investing skills. And that's the key. You know, you need to have both set of skills in order to be financially successful.
0: That's a sorry tale for so many sports people, isn't it? They say that um, within within five years, professional footballers, 60% of them are broke. And it's really interesting. Huge amounts of money coming through the door, yet they don't know what to do with it, or they're sucked into listening to other people that don't know what they're doing either, and end up broke. Yeah, it's, it's very easy, you know, for, for some people, if they are in
1: sports, you know, they, they get lucky, they train hard and, and, you know, have a bit of luck because they, they, they were at the right time, at the right place and so on. So uh, they really can make a lot of money, but after the money uh, stops to come in, you know. Uh, you need to have these skills, money. Ma- um, you, need, you need to have the money management and investing skills because otherwise you will just spend, spend, spend and nothing will be left in the end. And this is really, you know, the, I, I read these statistics um, and they are terrifying, you know, because a lot of people, you know, it, it's like um, the same thing happens with the lottery winners. They get uh, lucky, they uh, earn a lot of money, you know, not earn, but win. <laughs> they, they, they get, yeah, they win a lot of money, but then they don't know
0: how to manage it. And they just spend, 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 and nothing is left in the end. Mm. Now, a lot of people will say the whole world of investing is a minefield there are so many different areas that you can invest, whether you know, and some people say, I understand property because I live in a property, but I don't understand the stock market. Or, you know, I couldn't describe how commodities works, whether they're hard or soft. I don't understand what, I, you know, I hear these terms, futures, options, swaps, warrants, it's just like a, a completely different language. And now crypto has come along and, okay, it was difficult enough to understand Bitcoin, but then we had Ethereum and Cardano <laughs> and Solana. And, and now we've got all of these altcoins. I mean, what even is an altcoin? And then, well, hold on a minute, I don't even understand the blockchain is and what it does. Oh, now you're throwing throwing NFTs at me, for goodness sake. What's an NFT? You know, people don't even know what the word fungible means on a non-fungible token. And so I I, I respect that that for many people is really confusing. So how do we dumb that down to people in a way that is is palatable and easy to understand? Yeah,
1: crypto is really a a very interesting topic. um, And I think that it will do really well in the next years. Uh, Of course, it's very volatile and you need to be prepared for this volatility. Uh, But I think that it's more risky if you are not exposed to this market compared to being exposed to this market. So I am exposed to this market. Uh, Also, all of my students, uh, they are exposed to this market because I think that there is a great future in front of it. But if you invest in something, you need to understand that thing you know so if you invest in stocks you need to understand what stocks are if you invest in gold you need to understand how gold works if you invest in real estate uh, you need to understand real estate and of course crypto is something that is very technical very, very, very it's it's a new technology uh, it's uh, sometimes it's very hard to understand what that is but if I just um, dumb it down you know to you know, if, if I uh, if I just um, uh, say say, uh, say in a minute what crypto is and what it's not, there are two things in the crypto space that you need to be aware of. One thing is Bitcoin. Okay, so Bitcoin is um, the biggest part of crypto, and this is digital gold. It's basically the store of value it's we can compare it to gold but it's a digital uh, gold for new generations that is uh, much 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 more easy to use than gold and that is why it's taking gold's market share every month every year it's taking gold's market share and uh, gold. In the last two years, where, where we have uh, high inflation and a lot of money printing, gold basically did nothing. And uh, historically, gold was the store of value. Historically, gold was an inflation hedge. But now, this is being this space has, uh, is is being taken by Bitcoin. So to understand Bitcoin, you just need to understand that this is digital gold, digital you know store of value uh, for the new generations for the digital world. And we are living in a digital world, so very likely Bitcoin will outperform gold in the future, okay, with ups and downs, of course. Okay, nothing is certain, of course, in the investing world, you know, but um, I think that there is a very, very high probability that Bitcoin will vastly outperform gold. You know, so this is one, one thing that you need to understand in the crypto space. And then the second thing that you need to understand in the crypto space, if you just want to scratch the surface, is infrastructure crypto projects or infrastructure blockchain projects. And this is like, you know, Ethereum and Cardano and Solana. So how can I explain this in a very simple terms? These are like um, utilities for the real world, you know, roads, electricity, internet access, and so on. So these are basically platforms just like operating system for this blockchain world that is being developed. And when you invest in uh, in these infrastructure projects like Ethereum, Cardano, and so on, uh, you are basically investing in the operating system where all the other, like Windows, uh, or Android uh, for your phone where all the other developers who are building apps you know, for this operating system are creating value and these applications work on this operating system. So if all these applications NFTs, decentralized finance, metaverses, virtual worlds and so on games, if they work on these platforms on this operating system, then the operating system will gain in value. So the more This space is being developed and it's being developed with amazing speed, the more valuable will these platforms uh, or infrastructure projects be. So that is basically what you need to understand in order to understand the, the, the crypto space. It's Bitcoin and then it's infrastructure projects and then you have thousands of other coins that are not so important. Okay
0: interesting so i i heard a statistic the other day that the adoption of cryptocurrencies versus the adoption of the internet and in terms of its speed along the way then if we take mobile phones they they came along the adoption was high internet came along and that was 10 times higher the adoption of that than a mobile phone and now we have the crypto space and the, the adoption of crypto is growing at an outrageous speed the statistic I read said that 1.8 billion people on the planet within the next three years will be investing or have or own crypto in some capacity. But when you consider a population of 7 billion, 1.8 billion is a big chunk of that population, isn't it? Yeah.
1: The thing is that this space is growing in an exponential rate. So, for example, if now we have, um, let's say, um, 300 to 500 million users, you know, it's not like it will take 10 years to get to a billion. It can take only one year, you know, because it's an exponential rate. The space has been doubling, you know, in the previous years. So if you have 500 million users, the next year, it will be 1 billion. And then the next year, it will be already 2 billion, you know. So it's an exponential rate. And here come uh, here that the, the um, Metcalf's law comes into effect, you know, and uh, this Metcalfe's law says that the value of the network is the square of the number of users, you know. So it's basically exponential growth. So if the if the network size goes times two, then the value of the network Uh, goes exponentially higher, you know, it's not times two, it's maybe times five or times ten, you know, so and this is the important thing. So this technology, I really see a lot of uh, future potential in this technology. And just like any other technology, in the beginning stages, it's very volatile. But uh, when people say to me, Bitcoin is volatile, I say, yes, also the Tesla stock was volatile uh, five years ago or seven years ago. You know, uh, if you take a look at the chart of Tesla or Amazon uh, in the past, you know, when they were when they were developing these companies and when they were small, it was like every month it went up 40 percent, down 40 percent, up 50 percent, down 50 percent and so on. You know, so, yeah, of course, it's volatile because it's new technology (laughs) and all the new technologies are volatile, you know. So if you are afraid afraid of volatility, then, of course, don't go into this uh, into, into this space, you know, but if you are. Uh, if you are a long-term investor if you think in years and not days then this volatility is amazing. You know, it's good uh, because uh, sometimes when you, let's say, dollar cost average, this means that you invest in uh, in a specific interval. You know, for for example, you just invest once per month or once per or two, uh, twice per year or something. This just means that sometimes you will get a very, very good price if the market is down at the, at the moment when you invest. So, if you just dollar cost average uh, into this market uh, and if you just leave everything for years, I think that there is a very, very low chance that you know, this uh, that, you, that you will not get uh, amazing returns.
0: Really important, well said. Now, nobody should be investing in anything they don't understand, and you obviously teach people to understand this kind of stuff. So, before you we go into that, let's just talk about money because we see interest rates are almost all time lows. You can borrow money now at less than 1% if you want to buy a house. You get, you know, if you get in half a percent in the bank, you're lucky. We see inflation sitting at something around three and a half percent, which means money in the bank is just going backwards. It's going down in value. And that's that's
1: just that's just the official rate, you know, unofficial rate. The real rate It's probably uh, all around the world. It's approximately five to 10 percent, I think. They, no. um, uh, incredible. I, I just I just saw the news um, uh, yesterday that the electricity is going up. The price of electricity in Italy, where already the electricity was very very expensive, it's going up 40 percent now. Thirty you percent. Know, it's it's like 30 percent. Wow, it's going up for forty percent, and electricity is already very expensive in Italy. The same goes for, for for all all around the world. You know the inflation is not transitory. <laughs> um, mm. you know, it, it's you know pe- people are feeling the the increase in prices all around the world. Of course, if you take a look at just the official rate, it accounts only for the um, food and clothes and stuff like this. But um, uh, you need much more than than food and clothes uh, for for, for a living, you know, so the real estate market investing, you know, if you want to invest something, everything is going up with much, much, much higher rates, you know.
0: It's interesting. Uh, It's interesting when you look at this, because, you know, for me, uh, people don't always acknowledge that the banks uh, or the government, sorry, keep printing money. And so if there's more and more money being printed then there's less and less value to that money but it keeps getting printed and people almost turn a blind eye to that and what they, what they have to remember is that in 2008, when the financial crisis happened, it happened because the banks messed up. It wasn't the general public that messed up. It was the banks. And some people sat there saying to themselves, this isn't right. There's got to be a better way. And that's how cryptocurrencies evolved in the first place or started in the first place. It was someone saying it's got to be, just like with cars with Uber and Airbnb, someone said there's got to be a better way. And so when that better way came about, What we then saw is people going, well, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. And then you saw the regulators saying, well, I'm not sure if that's that's fair. And regulators, like with China the other day, trying to oppress cryptocurrencies being bought and sold. And it's fascinating to see the people that caused the problem in the first place then had to accept that there was going to be people trying to find a solution, and when people then find a solution, and then those same people are going, oh, we're not happy about that solution." And it's all about the you know the governments and the banks trying to control everything and not put their hands up and say, "We messed up, we got it wrong, and we want to put it right." But they're like, yeah, "Okay, well, it went wrong, something happened, and uh, yeah, we're not <laughs> going to allow you to do it." Do you agree with me on that that point? One hundred
1: percent. And if I just take uh, China as an example. Uh, they need. They needed to ban cryptocurrency. Why? Because they uh, they are trying to fight against the dollar standard with their digital currency. And China has a long history of making the wrong moves uh, with their monetary uh, uh, system. You know, they, for example, they they went to gold. Uh, they went to silver standard couple of hundred years ago, you know, when, uh, when, uh, when um, gold uh, was basically failing and they created a huge mess in their economy at that time. So um, China, uh, they are trying to promote their digital currency as a way how to prevent people to get money out of that system that will fail, of course. They are trying to ban crypto, you know, because they know that people who are financially literate, they will try to get money out of their digital currency that can be printed, you know, like this. <laughs> and they they need they need a closed system. They need a closed system. So they, that is why they are banning everything, you know, uh, technology and so on. But um, in the long run, this cannot work. Uh, technology always wins. And uh, of course, they can have some kind of total uh, totalitarian system. And th- this, of course, will work for the political elite there. It will be terrible for the people there, of course. But uh, in the free world, technology will win. You know, there's no way around it. Interesting point.
0: Now, after your experience of Working with a financial advisor and losing your money, the, you—they went out to learn about it. And you, I feel like you're on a bit of a mission to teach the world how to understand this kind of stuff, to teach the world to be a better investor. You know, individuals from the from the the man that's got the the working class job that's doing the manual labor, from the guy that's sitting there working as a as a lawyer, to the guy that's sitting there running big businesses as an entrepreneur. Everybody needs to learn how to invest their money more cost-effectively, more efficiently to get a better return and essentially get it working better for them than it worked for itself. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, certainly. When you learn how to manage your money, how to invest it properly, everything changes in your life. Everything changes. Uh, I have so many stories uh, from my uh, members, my clients, uh, who have turned uh, their life around uh, by just learning these things. Because let me just give you one example please yeah i had um, a member of my course uh, in uh, from from canada who was investing uh, with uh, with his financial advisor guide and he was investing in mutual funds these are for uh, so just to explain what these are. these are the baskets of stocks <clears throat> this is a financial product that uh, that has a basket of stocks uh, that invests uh, that invests in a basket of to- stocks but the commissions and fees are very high and also the, the investor uh, the, the financial advisor also on top of these high fees he added his own fee so basically he was investing for decades uh, in a very high commission product, uh, and uh, in addition to these commissions and fees, he was paying additional fees to his financial advisors uh, financial advisor when When we made um, a comparison, what would happen with all that money that he invested in uh, the difference was uh, more than one million uh, Canadian dollars. you know so throughout his career uh, he spent almost a million Canadian dollars just for commissions and fees. And that's terrible, you know, that's terrible. And uh, most people are in the same situation. They don't even know how much money goes out of their investment accounts through commissions and fees, you know. And okay, but is, there's, there's a, there's, sad,
0: there's a and, couple of perspectives here. Okay, so we've got to understand this, yeah. you know. There are, there, there are people that don't want to learn, and just want someone to deal with it for them. And, and you're never going to convince those people, like if they don't want to learn, they just, someone get on with it. It's just, it hurts my head too much to do so. I'll, I'll live with the fact.
1: But, the, but the, the funny thing is that you can learn these things in one day. You don't need a PhD in finance to, to learn how to invest in the low cost financial products. <laughs> that's, that's the thing, you know. You can learn this in, in not in one day, but in a couple of hours. <laughs> I just I can just show a couple of charts, a couple of comparisons and uh, show a couple of
0: products that are good and that are bad, you know, and compare them and you know everything. <laughs> Interesting that you say that. Then there's people out there that, that, that really need to learn. They need to take control. There's a lot of money, a lot of people out there that have a, a what I would say is a poor money mindset. You know, I'll, I'll give two examples because I know I know typically who you probably work with here. I've got two daughters. My youngest is 19, my eldest is 22. My 22 year old, I would describe as a miser. She wanted to buy a house and I'm like, okay, will you save up for the deposit and for every pound that you save, I'll match a pound. And so I spoke to her after her saving for about 18 months. And bear in mind, she's at university and I said, how much have you saved, how much have you got up to? She's like, Yeah, I've done I've done really well. Now I'm expecting her to say five or six thousand pounds, because I was gonna match it. She said, 32,000 (laughs) pounds. I was like, you say 32,000 pounds? She's like, yeah, dad. She said, I opened up a crypto account. I bought Bitcoin right at the beginning. And 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 I'm the guy that should know more about finance than her. She'd taken it seriously. She got committed. She said, and for that 30,000 pounds, dad, you need to match it. So I need it. And with that money you give me and that money I've got, I've got the deposit for the house. And I'm like, get in, amazing job, well done. Then there's my 19 year old daughter, who no matter how much money you put in her hand, okay, by the end of the day, that money's gone. And she's she's got no comprehension of that. And for her, learning about this kind of stuff is really, really important. Because for her, she, to me, is a typical person who's gonna suffer from running up credit card debts, get themselves into financial difficulty. And that's just not a great place to be. Now, they're both both great people, but the money mindset is different. The thinking about it's different. And I suppose that's what you do, is teach people how to understand it. in a a smart and sensible way to get their money to create more money for them, right? The funny thing is that I had a very
1: similar situation uh, with one of my uh, participants, you know, where where, uh, um, sometimes I have live courses and sometimes I have online courses. In the last years, it's mostly uh, online courses. But when I had live courses, I had um, a participant who was a business owner and he brought uh, his three children to the course, all of them teenagers and uh, he said that before the course he thought that they will be just bored you know to the deaf and they they will not uh, learn and so on but um, in the in the break he came to me and he said Robert I cannot believe it you know my my, tr- my free teenagers they are they are listening to you they are writing down things you know I simply cannot believe it you know it never happened <laughs> so yeah if you If you teach uh, people in the right way, if you make it simple, if you make it important, then they can learn a lot, you know. But if you make it boring, if you use a lot of technical terms, if you uh, are, are explaining things in a way where they don't understand, then
0: it's boring and they don't learn. So it's important the way how you teach people. Okay, well, then let's go into that then. So what do you teach people? What do you teach? If I came to one of your webinars, seminars, courses, coaching programs, whatever it may be, if I came and sat there and learned from you, what would you teach me? So the first thing uh, is the general financial literacy. Uh, This
1: is like personal balance sheet, um, your income, your expenses, your assets, your liabilities and stuff like this. Uh, So just to understand how money works, uh, how your uh, personal balance sheet works. uh, I teach about my financial success formula how to make more money and how to invest it in the how to have the right mindset about investing, how to avoid the big mistakes people make when investing money, uh, how to avoid scams, because there are a lot of scams, you know, around us. And then I teach how to invest that money uh, properly, how to choose low-cost investment products in which asset categories uh, like stocks bonds uh, precious metals crypto uh, to invest and why and how to allocate your 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 investments you know how much money to put into stock uh, stock market how much money to put into the crypto market how much into bonds how much into gold depending on your age you know because when you are 30 years old your allocation will be totally different to when you are uh, 60 years old you know so uh, when people attend my courses they get the total solution you know the financial education what to invest in uh, why to invest in these asset categories and also the asset allocation so basically they get
0: the complete solution you know? so what do you think are the three biggest mistakes that people make
1: well, the first mistake uh, definitely is uh, that uh, they. Uh, uh, so, so the first mistake would be that they don't even uh, learn about these things. But this is, you know, a general mistake that we already covered. Uh, but then, when it comes to, for example, when it comes to investing, one of the biggest mistakes uh, is that you don't understand the effect of commissions on your future returns. So, I call this the dark side of compounding. So, small fees can take away most of your money in the future so if you are paying small fees and uh, for the most financial for most popular financial products like mutual funds and uh, whole life insurance policies they have very high fees and these fees will basically eat most of your money in the future so this is one important thing and then uh, the second important thing is you should really avoid all of these scams because a lot of people Uh, they don't have uh, they they have some money to invest but then they invest it into some uh, shady products or very aggressive products where uh, they don't even know uh, where this money goes and uh, then uh, it's gone you know they find out that um, they have been investing through uh, uh, offshore investment company that is nowhere to be seen right now, they just, you know, disappeared from the face of the earth uh, and their money, of course, is gone. They click on some online ads for you know, binary options or um, uh, crypto uh, uh, robots, you know, ro- robot trading or stuff like this. And of course, uh, most of these things are scams where uh, they just part you uh, from your money. Uh, so uh, avoiding these scams, you know, realizing. That most of the things that are around you uh, are are scams and are just uh, you know companies that uh, that are not uh, that they don't exist. They are just trying to get your money. These are a lot of uh, criminal organizations are doing just that. You know, and I have a lot of people you know writing me with stories you know how they lost their money. So
0: that would be a couple of big mistakes. You know, and when people think about money, I think that, that, that what I've learned over the years being involved in finance is that people don't always have an end goal and they don't work towards an end goal. So a lot of the time, because there's no end goal, it's just more or better. And for me, I think that if, you're, if you know what you want your outcome to be, it's much easier to work towards achieving it and realize whether you can within the risk tolerance that you have, or you cannot get to that point. And so I don't know, take some simple things like retirement planning. We know officially it's around about the 65 year old mark, but people forget that when you're 65, you still might live for 30 years. And if you might live for 30 years, you've got to have enough money to to last you for 30 years. You've got to have your money providing you an income for a long time. A rule of thumb, you know, if you want to have,
1: let's say, a certain amount of annual income when you retire, you need to have approximately, so the money that you take out of of your pension Uh, every year uh, should be around four to five percent, not more. So for example, if you have one million in your uh, retirement account, uh, it's um, safe to take out 40 to 50,000. Uh, out of that uh, retirement account every year and this means that uh, if you have a proper asset allocation uh, that uh, you will be able to live indefinitely indefinitely with your pension still uh, intact and you know pr- producing this kind of uh, annual income so four to five percent would be a good rule of thumb yeah it's, uh, it's, it's very like
0: it's very similar this. to what i say so i say you need 20 times the income you 20 need 20 times your money yes yeah, like 20 times your true. money is the income you need so so whatever you need and, and again the, the the impact of inflation uh, will make that number much bigger so i don't know you take you know if you needed a hundred thousand as an income you'd need two million today but in 20 years time that's actually four million with inflation just at a conservative rate so you've got to take inflation into consideration so once you've got that number including inflation then then, then you know there's a goal there's, there's an objective on a date and you know, just like sending my daughters to university, I knew when they were 18, I needed to have a fund of money for each of them to fund their university. So knowing that goal made it easier for me and made me want to learn more. And I don't think people always think about that in as much detail. Tell me more about details around the course, because I want to I share with people the kind of stuff that's really important to learn. You've told me that we are going to understand budgeting and how we understand our money. What What are you going to teach me? If I come and sit on a course with you, what are you going to teach me about crypto?
1: The first thing uh, um, is about is what crypto is uh, in a more detailed way, uh, but in a very simple terms, in a very simple terms. And then why do I think that there is a future? know for a bright future for crypto Uh, how this technology works and why this technology can go mainstream and why it can take a nice market share out of some traditional uh, industries and then also what to invest in, you know, how much money to put into Bitcoin, how much money into the uh, blockchain infrastructure projects like Ethereum, Solana and so on, and how to uh, allocate this money depending on your uh, age and your uh, risk appetite. So you get basically the whole solution, the entire solution. uh, And then after my course, you just do it, you know, and that's it. So you need to understand what are you investing into, and you need to understand exactly how to invest through which uh, crypto exchanges to invest? How to take care of the safety of your investments? Because um, safety is uh, really important here, because there are a lot of hacks, a lot of ways how you can lose that money.
0: Yeah, that's really important to speak about. I had a, I had a, a cryptocurrency security expert on the podcast previously, and he was talking to me about the importance of a hard wallet versus a virtual wallet, um, and how people don't don't realize that how important it is also there's some crypto exchanges are not as good as others some are more respected than others and some actually are outright scams where they're taking on the on the spreads they're taking massive fees as well on the spreads when you buy into those but that aside if i was a 40 year old man that was going to retire at 55 uh, 65 sorry and i i wanted to be exposed to crypto and i'd come and learn how to do it what percentage of my portfolio considering the long term should I have exposed to crypto? Uh, Twenty to forty percent in my in my allocation. Twenty to forty percent. Twenty to forty. Twenty to forty. Twenty to forty. Okay, interesting. Now I, I've uh, I've got a guy called Raul Paul who's coming on the the podcast in next week, I think. And Raul... Yeah, he. He is very
1: into crypto and um, uh, he allocates basically almost 100% of his investable money in crypto right now. But there is a caveat there. There is a caveat. Uh, he can do that because he, his net worth is very, very big. You know, he has a very, very big net worth. Uh, he's, um, he has um, uh, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to invest. And even if uh, if this goes down 80%, he's still perfectly okay. But most people are not in the same situation. So you need to take into account also the, uh, the, per- the personal situation, where you come from, how much money you have, and so on. And also, are you okay with the volatility, you know? So um, uh, I could also say, you know, put 80% of your money in crypto, but most people would not be able to survive the volatility and they would panic sell sometime in the future. Yeah. And that is why I, I, uh, I tried to create a portfolio uh, asset allocation in a way where you will not be scared out um, of the market, you know, or you will, you will not panic sell if, uh, if something, uh, uh, you know, terrible happens in the market.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that. The reason I was going to say about Rao Paul was exactly what you said. You know, he's 99.99% in crypto and he thinks he's underexposed. And, and, and I think yeah, I think his, main, his mainstay is Ether. But anyway, now that's that's the extreme. You're saying 20 to 40. I believe a lot of people would go, wow, that much? Because they would think that's a high amount. Do you get that kind of reaction sometimes?
1: Um, Sometimes from people who have not gone through my courses, you know. But when I explain why and when I explain my logic and when I explain uh, what is this technology all about and what are the niches, you know, uh, that this technology will get into and so on, they start to realize that this is the future, you know, that this is the future. For example, let me just give you one example. Uh, Gaming gaming industry is huge, you know, and crypto gaming is gaining ground right now. It's 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 growing like crazy. And if crypto gaming goes OK, then also the infrastructure projects will go OK because um all the games are basically apps on that operating system on on these infrastructure projects you know if you understand this and this is just one niche you know one niche and then you have nfts uh, then you have um, digital worlds uh, then you have uh, decentralized finance uh, like um you know traditional financial services without intermediaries without greedy intermediaries and you know you have uh, business applications you have a lot of you know these niches that um the, and and just for a few of them uh, if, if just a few of them go well crypto will go well
0: it's you interesting know. you say that's, that that's okay a great way a great way someone told me of understanding how big gaming is as the example he, he said there's more people are watching people play FIFA than are watching football live <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> more people are watching people play games on a, on a computer than actually yeah. watching people live on television and in the stadiums and so just to give that perspective how big it really is because i think you know yeah. i've never played computer games and so it's easy for people like me 50 years old it's kind of stuff we never got into and so to be <laughs> oblivious of it isn't it you don't know and yeah, then- I, I play I, I played a lot of games
1: when i was a student and before that you know i played a lot of games you know so i understand this um, uh, this niche and that is why i i know and i also know a lot of people who are gamers you know so it's a huge niche Uh, a lot of people basically they they spend uh, one third of their life in 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 games you know or in virtual worlds and this is huge
0: with the coaching that you do and the teaching you do do you prefer to do it live and in person, or do you prefer to do it online online Uh, it's um, it's
1: funny but i see that um, uh, online i can show my audience much more precisely you know how to do everything step by step Uh, because uh, if you are if you are teaching and you if you have like um, a a big screen with powerpoint and everything it's different you know they need to see all the details and so on but when i have um, um, when i share my screen and i just go through all the procedures you know how to open your account for crypto for example and i just go click here click here do this do this uh, and then i give my members the recordings also they can just follow my guidelines, just press pause in the recording and just do the same thing, you know. So it's much easier for my topic, it's much easier to teach this via uh, online uh, platforms uh, and um, to, to give people the recordings because then they can just do the same procedure you know they can go through the same procedure watching the the recording and they are done in in, a, in an hour or half it's an really hour.
0: really practical isn't it
1: yeah it's really practical yeah, and, and i uh, think that's
0: important though robert i think it really is important yeah. that people can yeah because you can sit and learn about stuff and learn the theory but if you're actually going through the process at the same time it just makes it far more easy to work through and then yeah. and then also own the knowledge as well yeah. One thing that I learned in my career career
1: is um, because I don't come from the financial industry, I can still understand how um, most people think about this field, you know, and they don't know how to open accounts. They don't know wh- what, what options to click there. They don't know how to uh, go through the ver- verification process, you know, and uh, when I give them these video guides where I go through the process on my own and they just can just copy everything. It's very simple, you know so i can i can still understand how most people think and that is why i go step by step you know and then people have no problem uh, opening their accounts uh, funding their accounts and investing in uh, stock index funds for example in um, uh, crypto projects uh, and in other uh, mm. financial
0: products okay good right here's a cynical person's going to ask me this after this interview so i'm going to ask it before they do how do you make your money? What's going on? Well, you're not—you can't be on a crusade just to teach people to do the right thing. What's in it for you? I have basically uh,
1: two uh, big sources of income. Uh, one source of income is my uh, my, uh, my my business um, that is—we uh, uh, we are a business training company. So we do a lot of trainings in the field of leadership, uh, sales, marketing, and stuff like this. And then I have another. Uh, company that is doing the investment training so uh, these two companies are producing a lot of uh, profits for me and then of course uh, i invest a lot of money and uh, i'm i'm investing in it in the in the same way with the same allocation as my clients you know the same allocation that i have, Uh, Also, my clients, you know, that have the same age and so on, um, uh, they have the same allocation. So uh, I'm also making a lot of money. You know, in the last two years, let me just give you an example. In the last two years, S&P 500 went up by uh, a bit more than 50%. I think it was 51% in the last two years. Our portfolio went up by 162% with buy and hold strategy, no trading buy and hold. Why? Because we were invested in uh, stock index funds, we were invested in technology index funds, so these are the technology stocks and uh, stocks in general, Uh, but we also invested uh, 10, 20, 30 percent of our portfolios into the crypto market before the big boom, you know, and these small investments in the crypto market went up 500 percent, 700 percent, 1,000%, you know, and this produced this overall amazing growth of our portfolios. So I'm constantly on the lookout uh, for new technologies, for for new investment ideas, uh, where we are are basically getting into these investments before the crowd. That's the beauty of everything, you know. We were investing, uh, I started with my courses in 2012, okay, that's uh, almost 10 years ago. But already at that time, we invested heavily in technology companies. And that was an amazing uh, move, you know, for all of my clients uh, that we were investing. And, uh, you know, you had a lot of these guys, you know, who, who were scaring people, you know, like the next year we will have a huge um, uh, stock crash, you know. And we didn't believe that. We didn't believe that. And I said to my clients, just invest in the stock market, you know, and we were right, you know, we were right. Uh, we have this cautiously optimistic view of the world we are not pessimists because if you are pessimist in the investing world you will never even start to invest and you will lose out on mo- on all of the opportunities you will not be in the best opportunities so we are optimists but a bit cautious, okay? We are just a bit cautious, so that is why we are not going 100% in crypto, you know? <laughs> that is why we have stocks in our portfolios, we have crypto in our portfolios, and we also have a bit of gold, you know, just a, a tiny bit uh, of gold, you know, and also a bit of uh, uh, bonds, you know? Uh, so, we are optimists. Uh, we believe that this world uh, will survive. We believe that um, that companies uh, will continue to thrive, you know, uh, in the future. Uh, we. we don't believe in
0: uh, in the end of the world (laughs) okay so this is the important thing okay good you got an event on the 26th of october and a jahi event you're doing what what can people expect from you well
1: a lot of uh, amazing um, uh, teachings you know uh, a lot of um, i will basically give you uh, a blueprint how to success uh, how to successfully invest how to successfully manage your money in the future i will also show you how we got these amazing returns in the past and what will be the investments for the future that I'm really investing heavily into. So um, a lot of very valuable uh, stuff uh, for your financial future, for your financial success. And also what is the right mindset to have in the investing world? You know? Because uh, if you if you don't have the right mindset,
0: nothing can work for you. Robert, thank you so much for coming to join us on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, look, I want you to understand a few things here. If you don't understand how money works, you only have yourself to blame. It's really important that you take this type of subject seriously. That You see other people, they might be driving around in the nice cars, living in the big houses. You might be seeing people that are wearing fancy clothes and going on fancy holidays. People aren't robbing banks to get that kind of money. They're just being smarter with their money than you. And you can get exactly the same result yourself. You know, I've been preaching this kind of stuff for years and years and years, so Robert and I are on exactly the same page. You can have the same outcomes. You just need to take the time to learn, commit, okay? Get involved and make really decisions and take action where you need to. If you haven't registered for Robert's event uh, that's coming up on 26, I'll make sure that the links are set up here. If you're listening to this on iTunes, guys, leave us a five-star rating. If you're listening to this on other podcast apps, then please leave us a love. Get registered. You can get more content. If you want to hear more from people like Robert that have value to bring to you to make your life easier, better, faster, funnier, whatever it may be, then make sure you register with us on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me.
1: And yes, register for my event. It will be an amazing event and um, it can
0: really change your life. So thank you. There you go. From the man himself. We'll see you all soon, folks. And thanks for coming to listen today. So there we have it. You know, I just care so much about people understanding money and getting their money to work for them, to provide an income for them. And Robert's out there teaching people how to do it and teaching people to understand whether it's cryptos or equities or whatever the asset class is. For me, you need to learn because if you learn, then you can take advantage of the opportunities that exist. And remember, that's what the banks are doing with your money anyway. So why not do that yourself? If you enjoyed this episode, please click over here. You can get more episodes. If you click over there, you can subscribe, press the bell button. We'd love you to be part of our audience that sees our content as and when it's produced. So it's always important to mention people that you partner with and partners for the podcast are Najahi Events and Najahi Tribe. Now, Najahi sounds like an unusual word, and it is, but it's Arabic for my success. And Najahi have brought some of the world-leading Public speakers, motivational speakers, inspirational leaders across the Dubai over the course of the years and Abu Dhabi, mind you. And he brought, I don't know, people like Tony Robbins, ever heard of him? Okay, Nick Vujicic, no arms, no legs, no worries. Lisa Nichols, Prince EA, Jay Shetty, Alicia Keys. people like this and they bring them in and they run events and from those events we go and we learn from these incredible people on top of that they launched the najahi tribe recently where they have a collective of the world's greatest trainers that literally you can join become a member of take advantage of a training from all of these different people like real experts in their field I've got a sneaky suspicion I might be one of them as well. But anyway, <laughs> hopefully you will go and check them out for me because you enjoy these episodes of the podcast. And remember, it's always team effort and I can't do it without the support of these people. So go check out Najahi Events, N-A-J-A-H-I Events.com. I'll see you soon.